Hello, beautiful people. Here we are again at Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Daniel Poor. And today we are going to get you summer ready. The whole idea behind this podcast is we want to talk about how to get your skin ready, what procedures we recommend, uh, if any, how to protect your skin from the sun, and what happens when you burn. And And what you should do and what you shouldn't, because there is some stuff that we don't like to do in the summer. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, you know, I think, obviously, you think about getting your skin ready. Everybody, you know, especially living in certain parts of the country, the first time that sun comes out, I remember I grew up in Wisconsin and in college, it would turn 50 degrees, sunny out, and we would be out in shorts and t-shirts, ready to soak up whatever rays we could. And um, obviously, now being a plastic surgeon, I realize how horrible the sun is to your skin. Absolutely. I mean... Back in the day, people used to oil up and didn't even think that anything was going to happen. You take oil, you take just regular Ooh, oil, iodine. put it all over <laughs> your body, and you wanted to, you literally wanted to fry. That was what mm-hmm. we wanted to do. Now it's exactly the opposite. And if you notice, I mean, if you walk down our street here, Bedford Drive in the part of Beverly Hills, more people wear these wide rimmed hats. Visors. Exactly, because the sun is the biggest cause of premature aging. Definitely. It really is. And really, I should say the biggest preventable cause of premature aging. Do you ever see that picture of the truck driver who's been driving for 25, 30 years and one side of his face is all wrinkled and the other side is nice and smooth? That is a real thing. It's the biggest cause of extrinsic aging. And uh, we'll kind of talk about how to prevent some of these things from happening. Listen, the sun is great for vitamin D, even though most of us now have a, a vitamin D deficiency. And we'll talk about that. But, um, you know, I think maybe what we do is we start off with how to get your skin ready, what to do just prior or when you're out in the sun. We can talk about what happens when you burn and then talk about the procedures that we'd wait uh, till the fall and summer. And we'll also add a couple of things for your body too, just so you can get your body summer ready. Amen. So, you know, generally speaking, people come to our office and they say, hey, listen, I want to look good for something, okay? And there's always an event, unless there's regulars that are constantly taking care of themselves. So one of the things is summer. And summer is a big deal because people have been working really hard and they have a little bit of time off with their kids and they, let's say, want to go on a vacation. So what is it, Dr. Lakey, that you like to tell people that they should take in their little bag to prevent the problems that come up by soaking in the sun. Well, listen, let me preface this first by saying, uh, I think all of us equate a healthy uh, individual as being slightly tan, at least slightly tan. And that's why uh, the, the advent of spray tans, once we knew the sun was so bad, everybody thinks, oh man, I'm gonna get a spray tan. And all of a sudden, just like that, you look healthy. And so um, the idea would be, if, you're, if you are going to pack, I mean, uh, Obviously, I would take something like an, an, an enzymatic exfoliator. 
Um, you know, because the idea is sometimes the mechanical exfoliators tend to cause more irritation than good. People overuse them anyway. They should be used once, maybe twice a week. Although Some I'm people, a huge fan of our skin polish. I know. And I think I it's know, the it one so product good. I use all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you guys like an exfoliant, the skin polish by Beverly Hills MD is the bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. It feels like silt. It's so It really fine. is. But keep going. I'm sorry, bro. No. I like, I like then, to interrupt. Uh, no. And then obviously you want to make sure that you're well hydrated. So whatever moisturizer you use, um, you know, for us, obviously I love the Rose Stem Cell Moisturizer, but uh, you know, some people will use something heavier. I, I think the mark of a good moisturizer is as soon as you put it on five minutes later, your skin feels dry. And that's a, a pretty good moisturizer because it's being absorbed into the skin. Um, you don't want to feel greasy. Yeah. Okay? It's very important. Otherwise it's very, he- it's heavy silicone based and then it just sits on the top of the skin, plugs pores. And then the last thing obviously is sunscreen. And I think that's one area that we can uh, get started. Uh, when we talk to people about, uh, you know, what they need, what type of sunscreen they need, things like that. But prior to that, I would say, if you are looking in the spring to ready your skin for uh, the summer, the, there are two things that I would really consider. Exfoliation, make sure that's part of your regimen. And again, I talked about an enzymatic exfoliator that's uh, you know in our resurface and restore at Beverly Hills MD. Um, those peel pads that essentially have multiple different acids and then a, a peptide milk that neutralizes it. And the idea for that is because we're taking off the dull dusty layers of skin. The second is you want to pack some hydration into your skin. You want, when you head out there, the last thing you want to see is dried, wrinkled, crinkled skin. And so, um, you know, if you want to come in for a procedure, we recommend the the, uh, hydrofacial because it forces hyaluronic acid into the skin. Otherwise, just make sure that you're either using something like a crepe correcting body complex or, you know, shea butter or something like that to really trap in some moisture. Coconut, so, coconut oil is phenomenal as sure. well. If you mm-hmm. want to go super, just simple, if, mm-hmm. you, if you like to smell like you're from Hawaii. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, so, and then uh, I guess what we can do is now, let's say we're headed out to the beach and you look at two different sunscreens and you think, wow, man, what's the difference between these? And there's so many numbers and I don't even know what the, the heck SPF stands for. Um, you know, what do I use? So, um, so who, does anyone know what SPF stands for? Because it's relatively self-explanatory and very simple. Sun protection factor. And it really just means the amount of solar energy uh, on unprotected skin versus solar energy that's on protected skin. And so we can divide. Um, and, and, and again, those numbers are sometimes misleading. When we say SPF 4, SPF 50, SPF 150, um, you know, I think there's a, a certain limit uh, to what it can be done, but people still, you know, pick up the 70. Um, I, was always, I was always told that over 40 and it's like just not necessary. Is that true? Yeah, I think, you know, I think some of the studies show that in that upper range, 40, 50, beyond that, um, you, you know, unless you're continually reapplying on all of these, uh, you're not going to have the same effect. So, Absolutely. you know, you can make an SPF 120, it just doesn't mean the same thing. And um, you also have to imagine that that amount of solar energy is different at nine in the morning than it is at 1 p.m. It can be an hour at 9 a.m. and it can be 15 minutes at 1 p.m. So, what I think is we should uh, distinguish between the two different types of sunscreen. Uh, perfect. We've got chemical and we've got mechanical. And 
In our schooling, which was many, many years, the one thing they told us that was really important is that your sunscreen has to have a mechanical type of sunscreen in it. And really, there's there's two different types of mechanical sunscreens that we can use, but it also depends on the amount that's put in. So the two big ones are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. Um, one thing that, that can really kind of equate to that is, or can make you realize that it's that. If you remember from when you know, when you were younger or you see surfers, they put that real white pasty type sunscreen. That's kind of what we're talking about. So, so the, the new ones are blended well enough where you don't have that pastiness on your face, but by having zinc oxide or titanium dioxide, you are, you know, you're, you're really performing a, a mechanical external barrier where the sun's not going to be able to come through. Yeah. And I think, you know, just as a, 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 to take a step backwards, the chemical sunscreen you have to imagine is more like a sponge. It essentially absorbs the rays of the sun, converts the heat, and then your body emits the heat. Whereas the mechanical sunscreen is really like a shield. And so it doesn't allow for that sun to penetrate. And that's why we feel that the mechanical sunscreen is probably a little bit better. You know, you have to imagine when the sun hits the skin, the reason why you tan is because the melanocytes or the pigment producing cells really kind of come up like an umbrella. They protect the other layers of the skin. And so that's why we see that type of pigment. When it happens too quickly, you form this inflammatory reaction, otherwise known as a burn. And so it's a combination of uh, the rays of the sun with that thermal injury that can cause uh, blistering. Absolutely. So, you know, the, the duration of time you spend in the sun is very important. Number one. Number two, how much you reapply sunscreen, whether or not you're going in a pool or an ocean, is very important. And how much time you're sitting in direct sunlight is very important. Now, the reason I'm saying these things is premature aging is, 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 is one of the reasons, but let's throw that out of the way. More importantly, you know, sun exposure can lead to other much more harmful problems, things like basal cell carcinoma, squamous cell carcinoma, and melanoma. Now, melanoma is a little bit of a different story because, again, you need to have sun exposure and possibly some genetic predisposition. Um, the other two, you know, sun, sun exposure will cause it. And I think I'm, a, I'm sitting pretty for, for a sitting duck for this because I've been driving a convertible my whole life. <laughs> um, prolonged sun will definitely cause these problems. So, you know, as much as we don't want you to prematurely age, we are really also concerned with skin cancer. Um, squamous cell carcinoma and basal cell carcinoma, two different types of skin cancers, generally don't kill anybody. So those, okay, you cut them out and they're fine, but a melanoma can. Um, and it, it, it killed Bob Marley. Um, now, it wasn't sun exposure, it was under his toe, but that it's a very deadly disease that can be caused by sun exposure. So we really kind of highly are big high advocates of, number one, self-checks, and also dermatologic body checks. Now, whether or not you're in the sun or not, this is something you should do regularly. Make sure there's no moles that are changing. Make sure there's nothing on your skin that looks irregular or, or quickly changing and, or, or a little bit like punched on. Now, there's, there's things we can talk about. We can talk about skin, skin, skin cancer and treatments and, and whatnot on a different uh, podcast. But that's one of the reasons that you don't want to sit in the sun for prolonged amounts of time. And the other major reason is because it ages us. So you've heard of UVA, UVB, and there is UVC rays. Um, you know, the main ones that were, uh, uh, you know, that 
we're mainly uh, talking about are UVA and UVB. And you have to imagine UVA deals more with aging us and UVB deals with more of burning us. So it's easy, A, aging, B, burn. Um, but, and the idea is we want to block both of these rays. And so, you know, that's why the question, uh, when you look at tanning beds and things like that, they're like, oh, well, listen, we don't have as many UVB rays, but we just solely UVA rays. Well, what I'm not realizing is that uh, you may not be burning, but you're certainly aging yourself. Um, and so uh, that is, uh, these are not recommended uh, as well. Um, the whole idea is protecting yourself. Obviously, listen, especially for us, we live in Southern California. It's kind of, you walk out to the mailbox and there's sun. Um, and this is all throughout the year and all four seasons. Um, some people don't have to worry about that. But the idea for us is that to protect yourself correctly, you need a mechanical sunscreen that should be a part of your daily regimen. And a lot of times, moisturizers have them in it. Makeup for women has it with you know built in. And uh, if you are going to be out in the sun and you're in the water, uh, you know you have to reapply on an hourly basis. Yeah. We hope you're enjoying this episode. If you'd like more information about our practice, you can check out our Instagram. It's Plastics Docs, P-L-A-S-T-I-X-D-O-C-S on Instagram for more information. Dr. Daniel Poor and I will be back after a quick break. The one recommendation I'll, I really want to stress is um, protect yourself and if you have children. Now, it's probably more important than you, that you protect children because what they've shown, studies show that a burn from when you were younger can actually turn into something really bad later in life. So really protecting people from, from all of your loved ones from the sun can be very beneficial later in life. People that, that develop melanomas or, or these types of skin cancers that I was talking about, it can, can go back and think about a, an incident where they had a really bad burn. Um, so you know those things really should never happen again because it's very easy to just go to, go to your closest drugstore and just buy yourself a sunscreen. Um, the other thing I want to kind of stress on is, is you said something about um, hydration and you talked about moisture, moisturizer. Um, our bodies are made of water. We are literally 70% water. So the one thing that I want you to really keep in mind, if you want to look really good in the summer, stay hydrated with liquids as well. So, so topically, but as much as you're doing stuff topically with a skincare regimen, it is very important to stay hydrated, especially if you're out. Let's say you go on a vacation and you're out in the sun and you're in a boat and things like that. Stay hydrated because it's interesting. You know, I, I'll use your analogy of a grape. If, if the grape isn't plumped up, guess what? It turns into a raisin, right? So that's the key. Keep yourself very hydrated. You will look very good, but also stick with a nice skincare regimen. Now, what's your skincare regimen during the summer? Is it any different than it is during the winter? Yeah, listen, I, you know, the interesting part, I always think, um, especially in the summertime, uh, you know, one of the common questions is, oh man, I burned myself, what should I put on it? And people run for aloe and things like that, which do have soothing effects, there's no doubt. Um, but I would think really to repair damage, you need, some, you know, something that deals with um, oxidative stress as well as, uh, you know, this regeneration of skin or renewal of skin, and that's vitamin C. So, 
for me, I've always had a vitamin C compound in my regimen and, and I love the, our dark spot corrector. And so, you know, this is having a, aside from having a good cleanser and a sunscreen at the end. So what I would say is in the mornings, I think having some type of vitamin C type serum or brightening serum is always a great thing. Um, I like to add some of the little fancy things like, uh, you know, our Rejuve GH growth hormone analog or, um, you, you know, something like that or a Brighten and Titan uh, serum and then a good moisturizer. And again, it doesn't have to be a very thick moisturizer. It just has to be something that you use on a daily basis. Um, and, and you can put, so the very common question is you can put all of these on one after another, is that going to be okay? And then put the sunscreen on top of it? Very commonly asked. Yes. You know, the interesting part, I, I tend to do it in stages because usually when you put something on 30 seconds later, it feels dry. You're ready for the next. Um, is it bad if you were to mix everything and put it on your face? No, because ultimately it's the same thing. You're not wiping it off. It's not uh, evaporating um, you know, so, but however you feel more comfortable, I think is, is completely fine. So, um, you know, again, to, if I'm looking at getting ready for the summer, exfoliation and hydration of the skin, for sure. Um, and, and that can include a hydrofacial, you know, just really packs in some hyaluronic acid. Um, during the summer, I would use any type of mechanical sunscreen, such as zinc oxide, titanium dioxide, and usually most of the children's uh, type of uh, sunscreens have those in it. And then if you are burned, make sure you double up on, you know, we, there's certain products that have uh, extra amount of vitamin C, you know, shea butter is always a good thing. Anything that kind of protects and traps in moisture uh, is always a good thing. And uh, afterwards, when you're peeling, make sure that you're using the same thing. Um, you can use, again, that's when you bring out the enzymatic exfoliator or, or even the, uh, you know, I love our polish as well. You use those things to essentially remove some of that dead skin. You don't want to pull at it if it's not coming loose because, um, you know, you don't want to cause any type of wounds or scars or things like that. And, and since it is the summer, the one thing I will tell you guys that is that the volume of our facial procedures that involve um, peeling or removing dark spots or doing anything that's going to leave your skin very raw is very down because people are very realistic. They understand that even with sunscreen, even with everything, they're going to want to go out, they're going to get a little bit of sun exposure. So we tell people, if you want to come and do an IPL treatment, if you want to do a peel, if you want to do a Cosmolem peel, if you want to use any type of laser, CO2 laser resurfacing, whatever it is, we always recommend, hey, listen, don't do it in the summer. It kind of is counterintuitive because why do a procedure that the sun is going to harm or that you're going to reverse some of the sun damage where you're going to be sitting in the sun again or even have sun exposure. So most of the time I tell people, if you're trying to remove some of the um, effects of the sun, wait till a little bit later so it's not the dead of the heat in, in the middle of the summer because I think it'll be easier to avoid the sun. Mm -hmm. Something else that I may consider, uh, you know, again, if you're a big sun worshiper, then I, you know, I wouldn't use this, but if you're... Um, your relative modest exposure or light sun exposure, and you usually keep yourself covered, I would consider a nano-encapsulated retinol type of solution, Absolutely. kind of like ours, because the whole idea behind 
a, a nano-encapsulated retinol is that there's less irritation and so you get tend to get less hyperpigmentation if you're seen in the sun. But the retinol uh, component or any retinoid is really just uh, cellular turnover and you want to continually um, remove some of the, again, we talked about those dry, dusty layers. And so that can be extremely important to keep your, kin, your skin looking uh, youthful. And that's really one of, one of the biggest bangs in our armamentarium when it comes to, 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 to skincare is retinoid type product. And by coming up with, with what, what we came up with, with the nanoparticles, it's a lot easier on your skin. And I agree. Um, it's something that everyone should have as a part of their skincare regimen, but they have to be very careful how often they use it and when they're using it. And if they are, to make sure that they really have the appropriate type of sunscreen. The one thing, um, you know, I wanted to bring up about chemical sunscreens, uh, the reason why I think we, we slowly shy away from those, um, at least I have in my family, um, is because they, some of them use products such as oxybenzone and, and in Europe, those were banned and, you know, they do have some tar- carcinogenic, uh, carcinogenic effect. Um, and so the, the thought process is, you know, try to eliminate those from your, your regimen just because, uh, you know, it's, we were trying to keep our, our skin as healthy as possible. And so that's why we're, you know, I'm, I'm leaning more towards, uh, mechanical sunscreens. A very common question that's asked is, once I badly burn, how long should I stay out of the sun? And essentially, you just wrote your ticket right there. You have to imagine that it takes at least eight to 10 days for epithelial turnover, the skin on on top. And so if you start blistering yourself, um, you know, it's going to take a good eight to 10 days for your body to really heal. Not to mention that it's a trauma to the body. Imagine it's a second degree burn when you start developing blisters. Um, which leads to fluid shifts and all kinds of things. So you have to maintain hydration. So definitely increase your water intake. Um, And then I would put on top of the skin, again, a vitamin C type serum. That, you know, if you want to put aloe vera and and something that's going to be soothing on top of the skin, completely understood, but you need some building blocks. And so, um, you know, make sure you hydrate, take your protein, um, you know, a vitamin C type serum. And unfortunately, you're going to be uh, under an umbrella for the rest of the time, unless you wear a uh, one of those swim shirts. Yeah, and, and remember, the areas that are burnt are at a very, very high risk to developing other types of problems, including skin cancer. So you take a burnt skin and you go outside and you get more sun, the chances of you having some kind of problem later in life in, future, in that area, yeah. whether it's a hyperpigmented scar or meaning a, a, a darker scar in the area or having skin cancer pop up in the area in the future is high. So it, because that skin has lost its barrier, that's the key. And that epidermis is kind of like a barrier, but it's not that great of a barrier. So if that's gone, we're in even bigger trouble. So, you know, one of the, one of the uh, very common questions that people ask us is if their skin is peeling, should they continually peel it? And what do you think on that, about that? Yeah, I think, well, listen, the skin is going to separate at some point. And so you can, you can 
pack on a moisturizer as much as you want, but eventually that skin's going to come over. And again, remember every eight days we've got that cellular turnover. And so you're going to shed anyway. Um, so we're but, like lizards? I, yeah, <laughs> essentially. Well, we don't molt, but, uh, you know, I, I would say the idea is if there is loose skin that you want to gently exfoliate, completely fine. If for some reason you're trying to scrub, you know, the heck out of whatever's on there, I think you're causing more of an inflammatory reaction. So, you know, exfoliate to the point where whatever is coming off comes off and then you just wait for it natu- the rest to naturally fall out. Hello, beautiful people. To celebrate the launch of Forever Young, we'd like to offer our listeners a special discount on our premium line of skincare products at beverlyhillsmd.com. Go to beverlyhillsmd.com and use the promo code foreveryoung20 to get 20% off your first order. That's beverlyhillsmd.com, promo code foreveryoung20. Please share, rate, and review on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be right back after this break. And now we're going to talk about body. Um, if, you know, if we've covered the face, I think we, we, we did a good job of telling you, listen, obviously we all love the sun, but just be careful because um, it has lots of detrimental effects. Now, when it comes to the body, we want to talk about more body contouring, getting yourself ready for the summer. And then we'll talk about what you can do to keep it that way. Now, as plastic surgeons, yes, we specialize in in contouring the body, whether it's removing fat deposits or putting fat elsewhere or, you know, toning or taking skin away. Um, Obviously, if you're going to have any of these procedures, whether it's liposuction or tummy tuck or or adding fat to the buttocks or, or removing fat from the legs or any of that stuff, it should be done at least two to three months before the summer if you're ready, if you're getting ready for, for example, a trip. You're going to Greece and you're going to jump on a boat. However, if you don't have the downtime and you don't want to go under it, a great way to kind of tone yourself is the M-Sculpt machine. And I know we hit on the M-Sculpt in a different podcast, but it really is amazing using high femme technology to build muscle, to lose fat, and to tighten skin. It works almost immediately and it continually works. It's a non-invasive procedure. It is a great way to just give yourself a leg up on the others when you jump on that boat. Now, it is a way to, you can also do it to tone your buttocks, your arms, your legs. It is a really good way to kind of, I hate to say it, but cheat. Um, <laughs> um, and and the other the other thing is cool sculpting, and I talked about that as well. If there are areas of unwanted fat, and you don't have the downtime, you don't have, and you don't necessarily want to have surgery, you could do the cool sculpting. Give yourself, you know, about three months to see the effect. So if you are having a trip, if you're doing something, you know, even if it's a winter trip and you want to do it now, this is the kind of way to do it. Give yourself enough time to look really good, and go from there. Yeah, what I would say, listen, for those of you who can't make it out to a plastic surgeon's office and we, you, you're not ready to do procedures or anything like that, what a little do it, do it yourself. You know, talk about putting your best foot forward. The idea is let's get your feet and elbows and knees and things like that ready for the summer. And so what I would do is, you know, get a bowl, put in a half cup or a cup of honey, uh, grade B honey. You'll put in some sea salt, which is probably a, a half a cup of that. And then I would squeeze in two lemons and what you're going to do is create a little bit of a paste. You put that on your feet, 
put it on uh, your elbows and your knees and wrap it in saran wrap. Keep it on there for a good 30, 45 minutes. You take that off, wash it off, and you'll see a lot of that skin is just going to come right off. So um, sometimes it's your own own little pedicure and, uh, and uh, soften them up the elbows and the knees uh, because those can get dry and cracked. And so it's one natural way of going about uh, exfoliating them. I was wondering why his elbows and feet look so good. <laughs> Smoothest now elbows in the biz. I get it. It's, uh-huh. <laughs> so you and your wife are dipping yourselves in honey all day Why long. are you going through so much this produce? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was talking about a new recipe for like hot tea or yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little lemon, a little yeah, exactly. honey. I mean, it sounds great. No, but some of these do-it-yourself <laughs> recipes are, are really great, and and they are um, obviously it's something you could do at home. And and you know how dry feet and hands get. I think it's a great way to do it. I think I'm going to go home tonight and do it. To be honest, yeah. it sounds great. Yeah. Listen, and the other thing that we can do again, let's say you're limited by uh, any procedures that can be done on the outside because. Let's face it, if you do microneedling and you go out in the sun, you're going to develop hyperpigmentation. And uh, same thing with any lasers or things like that. But sometimes, uh, you know, we, we can even uh, improve the quality of our skin from the inside. And so one of the options we have, it's called the dermal repair complex, um, you know, and this is a mixture of saw palmetto and our, our vitamin B complex and uh, our hyaluronic acids and things like that. Um, that can be taken that can improve the integrity of the skin. Um, other things that we can talk about, they're controversial, but I think still we just don't know enough about it yet. Um, but that's taking collagen supplementation. I think the more data that comes through, um, you know, if we look at the size of the particles of collagen that are broken down, so you know, uh, these building blocks of collagen broken down into peptides and down into amino acids. And then we're hoping that they reform into proline and hydroxyproline and things like that for the skin. Um, there's maybe one study that shows a benefit of that, uh, but there are just too many variables. And, uh, you know, at the same time, however, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with using these collagen supplementation. And especially if we look at the size of the particles, if you can get something down to less than five Daltons, uh, which are easily absorbed by the body, uh, you know, so hydrolyzed uh, collagen and things like that, um, I think that there may be a benefit to, uh, you know, improving the quality of skin and and rebuilding collagen in our bodies because uh, it's got to come from somewhere. And normally we get it from meat products or other proteins and things like that. So I don't think that this is going to be something detrimental. Right. The other thing you don't think about is, uh, again, we want to be summer ready. Even if you do have that little bit of a glow, you got to make your teeth look good too. So you can go visit our... Uh, our dental friends and, uh, you know, get some zoom whitening. If you don't want to do that, you can just use, uh, you know, some of the trays to, to help brighten your teeth. But that's always a good party stopper. When you walk in, you got some uh, nice pearly whites, you know, some take homes just for, for today's podcast. Number one, the sun is great, but you really have to be careful. So make sure you avoid it. If you can wear the proper, you know, uh, sun protection, as Dr. Lakey talked about, using the right SPF, mechanical sunscreen. Keep hydrated. Use a nice skincare regimen. Um, and, you know, we talked about some of the other the body stuff. You know, if you guys have any questions, again, send your questions to us. We'll discuss them in the next couple of podcasts. Um, you know, 
I do think that there are other questions or other topics we might have not discussed, but we're always here to answer your questions. Thank you so much for uh, spending your time with us. Uh, remember, we, in the summer here, as we said in this podcast, make sure you protect, moisturize, hydrate. And moisturize. And, <laughs> and we'll see you for the next exciting episode of Forever Young. Uh, please follow us, Forever Young. And also, if you're interested, look at our Instagram sites, Plastic Stocks with an X and Beverly Hills MD. See you next Tuesday. From iHeartRadio, Forever Young is a Cavalry Audio Golden Hippo production. We are produced by Brandon Morgan. Josh Windish does our editing and mixing. Payment and I serve as executive producers along with Dana Brunetti and Keegan Rosenberger. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.